Rob Hirschfeld, CEO and co-founder of RackN and your host for the Cloud 2030 podcast. This unusual episode actually has us trying to do generative DevOps using ChatGPT to live create DevOps automation, Ansible, Terraform, Python, interacting with different cl clouds, getting advice on how to set up clouds. And the thing that makes this unusual is this isn't as much a talk track as it is a screen share session. And so if you were listening to this audio, then there will be times when we are clearly talking about something you can't see. And I would suggest that you uh, check out the video instead. If you're watching video, uh, this is great. Hopefully you'll be able to read the screen just fine. I do make a point of working to explain what we're doing. So even if your audio do not despair, uh, there will be plenty of uh, announcements and talk and discussion as we, we use ChatGPT and I, I do read a bit of it back. But if you're not up for that, this is your fair warning on this podcast. With that, we actually did uh, learn and have some interesting discussions and insights in using ChatGPT together. I know you'll enjoy the episode. Thanks. The, the, the theme for the lunch today was going to be playing with ChatGPT, uh, see about generating some scripts and, and just doing some hands-on. Like, Well, that sounds like fun. Playing, yeah. you know, see, seeing if we can get it to generate some, seeing, seeing how how it does, mm -hmm. um, and so if if y'all want, I'll share my screen and yeah, yeah, I I, well, I, I uh, do do I need an Open AI account to use Chat GPT? You do, yeah, I've been, yeah, you I, can. I was just going to do mine. Yeah, yeah, is that free? Yeah, it's free. Okay, it I'll I'll sign up later. Okay, yeah, I have this will this will actually help you. Um, okay. understand the value, you know, how to use it, what the value is. Um, yeah. and so I just started a new chat. It's, it's, I'm using four, which is faster and, and smarter. Um, and one of the things that I've learned is that, um, it's always helpful to start with a prompt that tells you, you know, says what you want to like generally what you want to do. Um, so what I would do is before we ask, um, we could start a new chat in a little bit to just see, see if we get better different results. If we just ask for something straight out um let's see 25 messages every three hours i'm gonna hit this cap at some at some point but pretty soon but i've been playing i've already been playing with this um but so the first thing to do is to tell it to frame what you what you need help with um and so um you know i i've learned to start with a request to get my get my expertise sort of say what i want to what I want help with. And then, then it'll, it's doing, um, it's doing this useful. It's like, it's going to help me. It needs to know something about what type of information we're looking to build, mm. um, which is good, which programming languages that we want to use, what platforms. So this is actually like, it's, this is good behavior for me and for it to be like, okay, I need to, you know, don't just tell me to generate it. Um, uh, Let's let's work towards. Do y'all have a preference on what you want to generate? Python. Okay. I know I'm no shell, but I I guess I need to learn Python. Okay. What what do we ultimately want to do? Like, are we trying to deploy? Yeah, I was going to say requirements. You don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the what the tool is. Python's a tool. Mm -hmm. So right. so let's say we want to uh, deploy. Um, a 
a um, application from a library um, that um, can be used to uh, elastically expand capacity. <laughs> Just made that up. You have like the application for, um, let's see, uh, Slurm. Let's do Slurm. That's a big data analytics. Yeah, sure. Actually, do it like this. Deploy Slurm. Ah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, on, do you have a cloud preference on um, uh, Google? Sure. So it's going to tell me what Slurm is, which is nice. Let's see. Deploying it in Google. And this, so this is, it's like going back through and give me some steps on what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and then, so it's got our steps. So we've got the compute engine, VM image, an instance template, setting up Slurm, auto scaling. Um, and then <laughs> I love how colloquial it is. Let's talk about automation. Deploy these instances. Uh, you can use Terraform to define uh, and set up Google to do this. You would write scripts um, in languages like Python or Bash. Scripts could use the geek G Cloud command. So you want to let's use Python? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, to set up uh, the cloud uh, instances. Hmm. All right, that's pretty. So it's giving us the cloud SDK. This is a very basic example. So we're going to get to start with basic. Use Python library. And then it's generating some Python script. This actually looks pretty good. Create instance, um, building the disk. Oops, did we lose somebody? Can't see anybody. Still here. We, yeah, we lost Beth temporarily. So oh, this see is what, way see cool. what happens. So um, yeah, so it's it's actually generating pretty reasonable Python, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and then it's saying replace your project ID with your Google project ID. Where's project ID? I didn't see it in here. Project ID right at the top says define, oh. create instance project ID. Huh. Okay. So we, oh, so it's okay. like acting like a tutor. Mm -hmm. so that's nice. Wow. To set up Slurm on these instances, it's very important that you manage your Google Cloud credentials correctly. Um, help me protect my cloud ID and credentials. Uh, I don't, ah, that's a pretty general question, but huh, this is pretty nice. Yeah. It's the first time. And it, it, it's, yeah. it's much more tutorial. It's like, this is, and this is the difference. Um, so let's, let's actually, I'm going to start a new chat just from a comparison perspective. And I'm going to say, um, write Python to create a uh, server on Google Cloud. Mm -hmm. No, no prelim, no walking it through. And I was interested, I'm interested to see what it does. So similar, let's say, very different layout, basically just stuffing. Um, so this, this is one of the things I wanted to explore. So over here, we actually walked it through what we wanted and it generated, um, sort of real, what I would consider real Python code, where it defines a whole bunch of instances and walks things through. In this case, and I use the, I use 3.5, so I, I intentionally use the dumber model. Um, mm. And it gave us some things about fixing the zone, 
but it literally just jumped, dumped a whole bunch of JSON, a JSON blob in the middle of the code and then stuffed it into the API. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Huh. And then this one actually has details, asks about, asks about pricing. We come back over here. Yes, this is, so this is where I think people, you know, uh, think GPT is going to just do the job for me and I could, but it's, it's actually providing, you know, some information about, you know, least privilege, uh, but how can I install Slurm on this computer? See if it's smart enough to know what this computer is, the cloud cave. It does. Look at that Slurm, the cloud instance. So this is, this is to me remarkable. Yeah. Like, like it's it's saying you know it understands when I see this computer what it means, yeah. And this is about how to install Slurm, uh, uh, which I'm not sure. This is actually doing a make. Um, so what what it's walking through in this install path process is it's telling me I need to build Slurm, I need to do my li the libraries. Um, Slurm's handy because I've, I've tried to write an install for Slurm about a year ago, but I don't want to do a make. But let's see, is there, so I can actually come back and, and so the challenge is now I'm adding my intelligence to say, I don't want to run make. Uh, let's see. Huh. So in this case, it came back through, it's looking at a whole bunch of, of Slurm stuff. Uh, if we wanted a container-based approach, we could uh, do it with Docker. So let's let's say Docker sounds good. I actually was playing with somebody with this, and they were like, "It's too chipper. Can you can you ask it to be grumpier?" It was <laughs> it wasn't very good about being grumpy. It was a little bit got a little bit grumpier. Ask it how it's feeling today. <laughs> I'm, I'm being a little bit more specific. But. Yeah. Oops, it's still generating. It won't do it. it. Won't let me do it. Well, so here's the Docker. Here's my Docker Compose. Huh. So it actually built all the containers for Docker Compose. That's pretty nice. Starting the cluster. Oh, I didn't know people still use Docker Compose, and they might not. This might. This is sort of a. This is the challenge, right? This is. This is looks pretty darn reasonable. Yeah. I don't know enough about uh, Compose to know if it actually is. Docker CentOS. Uh, actually, this is not particularly reasonable, be recent, because CentOS 7 is not that recent. Um, hold on a second. Let's see. Ugh. Why is my control C not working? It's annoying me. I want to see how, I wanna, I'm just checking to see how recent this Docker image is. Updated one year ago. 10K poll is not bad. But. So it's picking, here's the danger, right? It's picking something, making a recommendation to me that, um, let's see, these are these are not particularly active Docker containers from this, re now the repo just went, like, like they're having all sorts of issues on their, their stuff. But what I can do is I can say, oh, sorry. All right, Josh, let's see how, didn't get, didn't get much of an answer on your feeling. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of suspected that. Well, it's a, it's a, at least an attempt. It's a canned response. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it probably keys on feelings and and then just 
pulls up the usual I am a computer. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure it's, it's sometimes it can be, give you pretty sophisticated answers. Sometimes it does hit you, you slam into the guardrails and I've I've played a little bit and tried to, and slammed into the guardrails. Um, huh. This is interesting. So I asked it to do an up-to-date, it actually said, Hey, you can build your own Docker image and it's building me a Docker file. That's a pretty big leap. For that it's like oh yeah okay well i'll help you build a a docker file uh and in this case it looks wow it actually understood the prereq prerequisites just fine wow. um it's getting the docker uh i assume this is 20 huh that would be that's is that, is that a date yeah i'm checking yeah hmm. So yeah, it definitely wasn't smart enough to use the most current. So it it used doesn't even look like twenty twenty like twenty twenty two. It actually used twenty. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this that's is a, that's a three year old three over three year old. When there's yeah. more recent available, so it it doesn't. I mean, it's it's going based on something it found somewhere or you know composited. Yeah. So right, it's what's interesting to me is I asked it for something more up to date. Unfortunately, my last update is September. There you go. There's the reason. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's at least warning you um, that you know to do that. Yeah. Okay. So so this is this to me is part of what I wanted to sort of play with is that we've got this really interesting, like the amount of data and then packet you know guidance packaging it around this is really impressive. Yeah. Um, the it's not taking a low, you know, it's 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 giving me good alternatives, it's showing me stuff, it's giving giving me appropriate warnings. Um right. I mean that's if if I start if I had a start of a Docker um Docker file starting like this, this is actually a pretty nice Docker file. Um let me see if it can explain something in the Docker file. Can you explain how run wget works? Oh, that will probably be able to generate. Yeah. But notice it still knows, right? I'm still in the context of my Slurm source yeah. code. Yeah. Well, but that's um, but that's still a generic tutorial answer, which is fine. Is it safe? To run a run wget if so if I need a secure environment. Good question. So here is we've got this uh, generating wget security file integrity. So it's giving me reasonable things to be yeah. worried about. Yeah, again, um, and then giving me all, and then giving me an alternative to using copy. Hmm. How about ask it about the uh, newer version? You know, the fact that it gave an older version. Uh, how how do you want me to phrase it? Yeah, let's see. What's a good way to phrase that? Um, um, I need uh, I need the latest version. How can I get that? Let's see. There's the download page. There you go. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. Sked MD. All right, that's the maintainer. 
Oh, look at this. It's actually smart enough to know that the, the date, yeah. or oh, the, version, it, the version number, right? Yeah. Uh, well, place it's latest exactly. version in here. Uh, let's see. Oh, is yes. Is there okay. a way? Uh, it's not smart enough, but it's not smart enough to put all these things together. Um, there is no official. This is actually pretty impressive. There's no official API from Slurm. Uh, I'm assuming that's true. See if what Google thinks. Uh, official Slurm API for current version doesn't look like it. Although it might just be in the down in downloads. Yeah. Not necessarily. That's that's I always it always makes me sad when when they don't provide a simple file that has the version in. Um, well, it's in a folder. There's a folder. Yeah. But you'd have to, yeah. Like that, it's it's nice when they have a. Oh, look at this! Hold on. Here's Python. Mm. Find the links. Extract the version numbers. All right, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. This is pretty impressive. Okay, as as I was bemoaning it, so it knows the downloads page, and it this is it unprompted, right? It said, "Hey, you can grab and curl. You do curl. Here's here's some Python scripts since we asked it for Python." To uh, let's see, parse it, find the download links, sort them, and then print the latest version. That's pretty darn close. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I want to try and paste, do the same thing in our other chat. Is there a way I can look up the latest version of Slurm? And so this is. Once again, we're we're in Python. Get latest yeah. version. Still not a lot of comments. Still using but using beautiful soup. That's actually <laughs> doing a pretty good job. Hmm. I, that's that's still with with no in, incremental prompting. It's you know I'm just asking it and it's it's generating a pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would suspect. And uh, that um, it's good for some things and it's really bad for others. Right. Like what? Let's see if we can get it to be really bad in something. <laughs> oh, I can give you some really bad things. Okay. Generate legal brief. Well, uh, yeah. You might be surprised by that. Well, yeah, you, yeah except that it generated fake um, cases. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll do that. That's true. Now, I'm going to give you some... Um, assignments from one of my classes and see cool. what it generates <laughs> all right uh, um, but I, I i've tested a little bit and it, let's see what it does um i'm i'm bringing up the uh the classes this is assignment around security so um i'll just put it in oh cool uh, all right, let's see what we got. Yeah. So this is this is an assignment where they're supposed to do some lab work, which is okay. and then then they're supposed to write a couple pages uh huh. around. Right. Let's see. And the context is this is a class called cybersecurity. What's the assignment? I like completed a lab about cybersecurity. Yeah. Is there something specific? Um, 
Oh, it's um, the lab, if I remember, <coughs> is uh, <coughs> sets up a, D- a DDoS attack. And then sh- and then you're supposed to use I forget what tools you use to to uh, detect it. Hmm. Yeah. So let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see. Reflection simulated denial exercise gives you understanding of the men's potential security tools and efficiency types of denial yeah, of service very, attacks. Pretty generic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what I'd expect. Yeah. I, I, I mean, can tell you. So actually, um, add that I need I need some citations. I need some references and citations because one of my students used it and it generated a fake citation. Uh, uh, yeah, I suspect all, all these are going to be ND. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a bait. Yeah, it's just generating fake pages. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. This is a fake page. Wow. They're all, they're all the links are fake. Wow. Because they look they look real. Yeah. So there you go. Let's see. Oh, this one might work. This one, AWS Shield is right because it's not a deep link. But huh, I, I want, this one's interesting. Oops. Interesting. So those are all those are generally fake links. And even Security Center is a is a fake link. Huh. Yeah. About is a fake link. Ouch. Oh, the C, U, S, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Even well, that's Cisco, even Cisco about is. Yeah, so this is where like sitemap is valid. Oh, they just don't there. That's bad practice on their, their part. They didn't, they didn't put anything at the, at the index. Well, Cisco generally has an about page. Yep. And it's just, it's just not, they did they don't have a, I don't have this page. <laughs> right. Well, that's interesting because because if I saw this in a student's paper, this would be typically what they would actually use. I don't generate real URLs. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. No, I I no, bet these are, are the fake. Same. I bet I bet these are bad too. Yeah. Yeah, I just here's some actual accessible URLs. <laughs> Still not interesting. There, and now it's now it's backed off. Yeah, <laughs> I like the last line. <laughs> Google, what does it say? Please note it's crucial to cite the actual exact articles to use in your homework to avoid plagiarism and acknowledge original authors. <laughs> yeah. There that's true. Go. It's a thing. Uh, yeah. So I will tell you, the students are using the. It's clearly they're like my last. Oh, class, yeah. They they were using it and and probably I had twenty twenty five students, twenty six students, and at least five of them used used this tool. Oh uh, yeah, no, I I would. I mean, we're I, to me, we're getting to a point where um, you you almost need to like it's a it's a skill set. It's a reasonable skill set to use this. Now, it's a question of how. Which yeah. Is what, I, what, what I want to explore. Like, so if we go back to the here, this is the DevOps script. Yeah, but that's a more reasonable thing. 
um, to use. I mean, it makes sense to use it for this. But unfortunately, too many people and, and the Khan Academy, I watched that TED talk. Mm-hmm. He was saying use as a tutor, which yes. again makes sense. I'm locked out of chat GPT now. Uh-huh. Or four. No, sorry. It's so it's just gonna use the I knew I I knew I'd hit the 35 limit. So yeah. let's see. So um I gave it this Ansible script and let's see. So what's so the ex- difference between the, the default and the Three, the I'm, I have three point five is the default. And oh, I see. It's not. It's not trained on as big a data set, and it's not oh, as I current. Yes. So, um, it's gonna it's gonna produce much um, less useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, this is this is actually pretty. Like it's it's actually explaining the script to me, telling me to test it. I mean, I don't know. The, to me, I guess I know how to read Ansible scripts, so this isn't telling me that much. Oh, can you? Here we go. Josh, let's try this. Convert this Ansible script uh, to Python. Also, uh, 3.5 is slower. Uh-huh. It's a little bit slower. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is just a reading in all the variables. See if it's it's smart enough. No, Ansible's written in Python, so conceivably it could just pull the routines, but it's it's not. It doesn't do that. Huh. It's it's gonna right. It's it's not smart enough like to go to the source code and read the source code and then recompose stuff. Uh-huh. That's that. It's not doing. It's it's right. This is generating it from the input and then reading it as a as you know sort of as an expert would do. I guess expert. Um, and all right, so that's all the setup for this. Nope. So just four key slurm, add C group, and then okay, it just it just runs the parameter. That's a funny, funny conversion. Hmm. I don't think I don't know that, that would work. Because hmm. I, I don't e-value or it ran out of I don't know. I don't know enough about this. Would the above script work? <laughs> I don't know. Try it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's giving me another shot at it. Mm. Oh, there we go. This is what's missing. There's a slurm config file parser. Okay, that looks better. Uh, let's see. When I set up slurm, is there an order I need to consider? Slurm is actually pretty hard to set up because there's a control plane for it. And then there's a whole bunch of workers. Um, That's just spitting out the tutorial stuff again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's asking me to do that. Let's say. So if I do that, um, what are the networking requirements? See, this is where it's it's not. Um, uh, I, I don't. There's a part of me that wants it to be good at this. And I'm I'm not sure. This is this is what's weird. I when I ask it a question like this, it's giving me networking requirements for Slurm, and it looks pretty darn good. Yeah, but these are yeah, but it's just spitting out the tutorial information. You know that this is from the documentation. So yeah, you'd expect it to be good because it's just spitting back the documentation. I'm guessing. Wait a second. Slurm documentation. It would be pretty close. Actually. You're better off going to the documentation. Uh, maybe. I actually find the, let's see. 
It's a summary. Go go to the. Um, Let's try it. Yeah. Go to the uh, the section. It's like the introduction section of the documentation because that's where it's probably coming from. The overview. I think it's giving me a better huh. install. Here's the install guide. It certainly isn't just lifting the text. No, not directly, but it's yeah, it's interesting. But it's like a high level like summary. Mm-hmm. Let's see something. I'm I'm looking for fault tolerant communications. These commands. Uh, let's see. Entities managed by Slurm include nodes, partitions, jobs. And so this is asking for, let's say, network bandwidth. These are network file. Let's say if you plan to use NFS, is NFS recommended? I'm going to say, why would you need NFS? Wow. It's actually doing a fair bit. Yeah. It's giving me pros and cons, single point of failure. Yeah. And then it gave me some alternatives. Yep. Yeah. The, the funny thing that we're back to, it's like, this is really helpful. Like I'm like, it said, and this, I'm learning this, right. It gave me two options. Great. I'm like, well, wait, there's got to probably be more. And then I'm, so now I'm asking and I'm like, oh, well, those are, actually... those are legitimate. Yeah. Those are all legitimate uh, options. And you rank them uh, based on ease of, Wow. But yeah, it's ranking them based on feedback, cluster, Ceph. Yeah. That's interesting. It didn't go back to the other ones. Did it miss one? Yeah. NFS and, and, uh, lust. Oh, luster, luster and, and, and B. B. Yeah. That's weird. You're right. It just went back to the previous answer. Yeah. Now it's, now you're kind now of going. It's, back now it's back that. in the, yeah. I mean, the, I, I was, I was doing something where, um, I, I, pushed it into what I considered a uh, brochure as a service. Um, oh, but look at the bottom, it says. So it's actually giving you a uh, recommendation. If you have prior experience with Luster or have access to Luster, experts could be an excellent choice for your Slurm cluster. High-performance IO data-intensive operations. So it do- did actually give you an answer. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's... Like, and, you know, it has a lot of very real, useful information here. My, my, my point comes back to you, you have to ask it, like, keep triangulating in on, on this. And, and it's like nudging it. You, you have to constantly be nudging it. And then very, yeah, and we'll get better. There'll be better tools for doing this, but you, you need to, it takes, it's, it takes practice. It's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I one of the things I do for my family is we'll do um because we're out of time, I'll show you this though. Um let's see, I'll do I, I had it write a camp story uh for, for my kid, my college kid. Um but um right, it's interesting to give it a whole bunch of stuff, put the pets, and then it wrote actually a really good story um for that. So it's 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 interesting to go and 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 play from that perspective and see what it does. It does a really good job with that. Uh, you can ask it just to give you another. Oh, it does a really good job of if you ask it. This is um, if you ask it for alternatives or other ways to doing do things. It'll it does a good job doing that also. Mm. Um, 
or to summarize or to summarize it. So it does it does a really good it does a, actually a pretty good job of of the of things like this. This is not going to be a hundred words, but you have to know right. You have to think to be like okay, can I? Um, what's what's really interesting about the but about the program is it always writes in impeccable academic English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you, you might you might be able to say. Um, oh, yeah, try it. Why use? Why can you use less? No, uh, can you can you use writing uh, vernacular? Yeah, that problem might. Oh, actually, so a third grader. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Cool. All right. This was fun. I hope it was helpful. I always like to see how people interact with these things, and teaches me a lot. As I, as yeah, I learned. this is very interesting. Yeah. I think this yeah. is the best one yet that I've been on <laughs> because of the hands-onness of it. I'm glad you liked it, Josh. Cool. Yeah. Well, get, get, get your accountant and and I'll, we'll compare notes. Totally. I okay. will do that. All right. Thank you all. Talk okay, to you soon. Bye. bye. Thank you. Wow. What a fun experiment. Uh, I really enjoy using ChatGPT with other people, even as it's producing results that I think I understand, different people interpret it different ways, think about different responses and using it. This type of pair programming, team programming approach to using GPT um, was really fascinating. I hope that you engage in other experiments. And I also hope that you will be inspired to come and join us. Our discussions and having the group discuss and talk about things is really the key to what has made Cloud 2030 a going on three-year success. Uh, I'll see you there. You can find out more at the2030.cloud. Thank you for listening to the Cloud 2030 podcast. It is sponsored by RackN where we are really working to build a community of people who are using and thinking about infrastructure differently, because that's what RackN does. We write software that helps put uh, operators back in control of distributed infrastructure, really thinking about how things should be run and building software that makes that possible. If this is interesting to you, uh, please try out the software. We would love to get your opinion and, and, and hear how you think this could transform infrastructure more broadly, or just keep enjoying the podcast and coming to the uh, discussions and you know laying out your thoughts and how you see the future unfolding. It's all part of building a better infrastructure operations community. Thank you.